Welcome back to another Youth-Centered Podcast. I'm extremely excited to have an old friend back here. This is actually his second podcast with us. Uh, you guys know him in a lot of different uh, forums. Uh, he is obviously the owner of Restoration Barber. Uh, he has been doing for years talking to our high school kids about addiction uh, and a great friend of the Youth Center. So welcome back, Anthony Sideri. Thank you, Rick. Thanks for having me back. We're bringing Anthony back. As you know, most people know, Anthony and I have a relationship that goes back, you know, two decades, uh, but also we've been doing a lot of talk on trying to help our kids and towns around the area's addiction. We're going to do a little bit different today. We're actually going to talk to Anthony Sideri, the father, Anthony Sideri, the husband, the son, uh, and the small business owner in North Andover, because as everybody knows, the pandemic has affected so many aspects of our community and our economy. And uh, him as being a small business owner, we're going to get his feeling on how he's been affected or some people that he knows that own businesses in town. And as people know, I've been doing these daily videos, kind of highlighting all the different small businesses in town just to make sure the community remembers them, supports them, the ones that are open now, like pizza shops and restaurants and stuff. But once we get reopened, uh, you know, to remember all these small businesses that are so supportive of everything we do here at the Youth Center through the school department. And uh, it's the Youth Center's uh, small way of thanking all those small businesses. And we actually started that video out with our first one was at Restoration Barber. So there may be about three to four people in town that don't know you, Anthony, but for those three or four people, who is Anthony Sideri? Okay, so I um, um, I grew up here in town. Um, I, I first lived out on Salem Street. I took a bus to Franklin School, um, graduated North Andover High in 2000, and that's when we had met. We met, what, my sophomore year maybe or something like that, um, and um, got into some trouble, um, used drugs, um, came out on the other end, and that's why I do the speaking engagements. So um, I end up speaking at schools for drug addiction, um, something I love to do. And um, through my uh, trials, I became a barber, and uh, I own Restoration Barbershop. And that's how I know most people now um, is, is through the barbershop. So many people filter through there with their kids or, or the, the guys come in. It's, it's awesome. Really cool to be a part of the community. Absolutely. And you do a lot for our community. Uh, today, prior to this podcast, Anthony actually set up in our gym uh, by himself with an iPad. And he spoke to a couple hundred kids from Hamilton Wenham High School. Uh, about and if people don't know Anthony has been doing this for a long time talking to our high school kids and not just North Andover kids obviously today was Hamilton Wenham I'm assuming Anthony that was supposed to be a live performance um, and it was done uh, crazily on zoom uh, and thank you to Drew Finnamore our um, uh, videographer because we videotaped it for our own personal use we're actually going to use Anthony's speech to Hamilton Wenham and we're going to actually put that on our YouTube channel so our North Andover kids can get it so Anthony talk to me a little bit bit about what today was all about yep so that um again hamilton wenham a couple hundred kids uh it was the seniors at hamilton wenham um this season right now you know the month of may i'm usually at a different school every week um speaking to either seniors or juniors or or you know it's the prom season a lot of a lot of schools like to do drug awareness or drinking and driving awareness during prom season um so that was scheduled to be live um, they kind of scrambled a little bit and, and got like the unlimited Zoom package so they can have a couple hundred kids all on Zoom. And um, it was cool. And as soon as they finalized it, which kind of, it was, it was back and forth for a little bit. It was, um, they didn't know when they wanted to do it. They didn't know if they could get all the kids on there. So they scrambled a little. This week, 
they said, let's do it Thursday at 11 o'clock. Okay, fine. And a lot of people know my wife, Jenna, who is absolutely amazing. First thing she says is, call Rick, see if you can do it at the youth center in the gym to have a great background and see if he'll get someone to film it. Because through all of this, all the schools I was supposed to speak at kept asking, hey, do you have anything? Do you have a video? And there's some stuff. There's some YouTube stuff. I mean, there's, there's the podcast we did. But this was a good way to like, let's do it fresh. I'm doing it anyway. It is live in front of the, the iPad. And, they, um, and so Drew just filmed it. He did a great job. And uh, hopefully it comes out good when we see it. Yeah, it was terrific. Obviously, uh, we have to practice social distancing. And it was in the gym. There was only Anthony and Drew there. Um, and obviously, Drew was far away from... Um, um, Anthony with a, a mask on and he just did the videotaping of it and obviously uh, I'm very happy for the kids of Hamilton Wenham but I'm obviously looking at this as something that we can um, share with our kids because um, and most people who know me well have been spending the last few weeks I am very concerned about the social emotional state of a lot of our kids um, I'm worried about a lot of our kids who have addiction and stuff so um, you know using Anthony's thing uh, on our YouTube channel is going to be great too and you know feel free we're going to send you the video and uh you do it with you know maybe other schools or whatever so i thought it was great and uh looking forward to to hearing the whole message all right let's get started with you a little bit before we get the business owner i want to talk to anthony sideri the the son the father the husband um you know i'm really intrigued to know how people are doing it's been 10 weeks i'm genuinely concerned about everybody and i think everybody thinks oh you know people like anthony's here he's fine you know he's, he's good his mental state is great blah 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 but you know we all have our our dark days during this thing and you know you've got a young family you've got a wife and you've got a business that's been shut down so let's talk a little bit about you how are you doing so i'm do <laughs> that's it's a it's a good point when people when when people think everything's fine you know just because it, it looks like it's fine um it's it's tough it this is it, and, 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 and the term uncertain it has been used a ton. It's in all commercials now. These uncertain times. That's exactly what it is. It was so uncertain about when we were going to be able to reopen. And I'm someone who, you know, with, with the, the thing I just did, the speaking, I've had my freedom taken away before. I, I was in jail. Having your freedom taken away as far as a business owner goes and, and a provider because you know, we're lucky for the last couple of years, Jenna's been able to stay home and not that we're thriving with it. We're making it work. And, and we think that she's better with the kids um, than, than a daycare. And, and, and that's just the way we, we've been doing it. But with that, I was the sole provider. So to have that taken away for 10 weeks and not even just the 10 weeks, but we didn't know how long it was going to be. So it's scary. It's scary. But when you have young kids, you kind of have to put on a face everything's fine. Yeah, everything's great. And, and um, Jenna and I had to sit down and, and really plan things out and look at things like, how are we going to make this work? And, uh, and it's, it's not easy. So, so holding it all together, it, it's a good thing you have the kids because you have to hold it together. Um, and Jenna, again, is she's so amazing. She's been, she has our finances down to the penny. She always has um, from when we had nothing and and still made it work to like now being able to help out other people and give donations and stuff like that and, and we feel really lucky to be able to do that so during this time it was great to have her because she she sat down she went through everything this is how long we have this is what we can do 
and she made it work. Yeah, she, it, she's, she's amazing. She is amazing, and uh, yeah, I mean, you, you gotta, you've always found it a way to work, and uh, you know, we're, um, you know, we're really happy that you guys have been able to get through this the best you could. How about the girls? How are the girls doing? So they're great. Um, Eva, it, she just turned seven today. Today's her birthday, and Audrey turns four on Monday. So they're young enough to, they're old enough to understand but young enough to not be impacted huge, right? They get it, they get what's going on, but they're just happy to have us around. Sure. I work a ton, um, and you know that. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm at the shop a lot, and anyone who I'm cutting at nine o'clock at night knows that I've been there since seven o'clock that morning, and I, um, I work a ton. So this was actually a huge blessing a little bit. It, it was a forced kind of like slowdown. Yeah. Like, hey, take it easy. Like. You know, I wasn't chasing anything other than just trying to make people happy and, and build a business in a way and provide jobs for other barbers. But in doing that, I wasn't around a ton. So this was huge. So the girls are really happy. I guess Eva the other night was talking to Jenna and said, um, you know, I didn't really like daddy as much as I like you, but now I do. <laughs> and because uh, it's like I'm around more. Yeah. And the fact that she likes me is great. But um, but they um, they've been amazing through this like really strong i think sometimes you realize that kids are a lot stronger than you think um and uh, we did with our girls they're they're great and as far as like social emotional it is really tough it's tough to to have to explain to them when they're outside with the neighbors every five minutes to have one of the parents keep saying guys spread out guys six feet and, and they don't know what six sure. feet is they just and and they're trying to look at eggs in a bird nest and you can't it's like guys spread out a little they're starting to get it they're starting to know like that it's this is the way it's going to be for a little while yeah and i i agree i you know as much as i'm extremely worried about the social emotional of all of our kids i also believe kids are unbelievably resilient i think kids are more resilient than adults and mm -hmm. uh, and i think most kids are actually showing that all right so let's let's go back let's go back 10 weeks i remember you and i actually talked the first week um wasn't sure if you were going to be totally shut down you had you had made the choice to shut down but let's talk a little bit about the restoration business owner down at the mills a bump in place lots of businesses um how did you find out about what was going down what was your anticipation of maybe having to shut down and then talk a lot about you know the impact it's been not just to restoration bar but to but to a lot of the similar of small businesses in North Andover. Sure. So that was a that was an interesting week. So that would have been the second week of March was when it all started to kind of we we knew about it since what January or sure. you know and it was like kind of faint and talked about and uh, and even joked about a little bit right. I mean joked about as far as like press conferences where you know the president might be saying that it wasn't real in the beginning and stuff like that and just like um, joking about it at the barber shop as like. Hey, we just had today, we had a pilot. We had a guy who travels for work. We had this guy, this guy. We're reaching so many people just in one little shop and that's how it spreads, right? Sure. But not knowing how bad it was until that second week of March where things started to like be talked about more. People were, were not sending their kids to school. Some people talking about the schools possibly closing. So um, I'm trying to think of the date. So we closed Monday, March 16th. Right. I was cutting hair Saturday, March, whatever that was, 14th, right? That Saturday, it felt weird. It felt weird to be 
in a public place with people coming in and out. We were, we were upping our cleaning at the time. We had Lysol wipes. We were wiping down the chair, the whole station. A barbershop's clean anyway. A barbershop cleans all their tools with disinfectant between every haircut. Barbicide is where we keep our combs. That's a disinfectant. We're, we're clean, but we were doing extra and not knowing why, right? Even then it was True. still uncertain, like what's going on, but it felt a little bit uncomfortable. So Saturday night, got out of work, went to eat at Jamie's, which is our, that's our routine on Saturday nights. We go sit down at Jamie's. We even then felt a little bit weird, right? Going out to eat. Um, and we talked about it, Jenna and I, and I talked to some of the other barbers and we said, um, you know, what's this thing look like? What's going to happen? School had just been closed on Friday, on Friday, but everyone thought it was what, a couple weeks or, you know, at the most. So early on, uh, on Saturday and into Sunday, we created a, a Facebook post and an Instagram post of guidelines that we were going to have at the shop. We just wanted everyone to know restoration barbershop is clean. These are the steps we're taking to stay clean. We have a cleaning company every week. We always have. Every Sunday, a cleaning company comes in and cleans the whole place. We upped that to a deep cleaning. We did the Lysol wipes, the Lysol spray, all the disinfecting, washing hands, and I was ready to post that. Sunday night, Governor Baker goes on and says, um, restaurants are closed. No more people eating inside restaurants, only takeout. And Sunday night, I made a couple of phone calls. Um, I made a phone call to Mike, the other barber, um, and I said, hey, I'm thinking of closing for a couple of weeks. What do you think? And he's like, yeah, I think you have to. It just, at the time, it seemed like the right thing to do, right? So I made a couple other phone calls to some, to some key people in town, and I said, uh, what do you think it looks like? Do you think it looks irresponsible if I stay open? And I started to have to ask people, because everyone, I had asked a few people like at the end of that week, like, hey, does it look bad if I'm still open? And everyone said, no, no, it's fine. I started asking differently. And not because we were financially okay, because this was tough. This was like really tough. But I started saying to people like, hey, we're 100% okay financially. Do you think it looks bad that we're open? And they were like, yeah, it does. Because I think people felt bad sure. that, that we would have been out of business. So, so they were they were answering the question thinking of me and the barbers, but instead I said it that way and they all said, yeah, I think you should close. So we decided, we, we changed the post. Sunday night we put out, we made a decision to close for two weeks and that was, that, that was early on. Right, sure. I thought it might have not even gone two weeks because I was saying to the barbers, guys, if this doesn't go two weeks, we'll just reopen, but it looks better if we close voluntarily than get shut down. Sure. Then a week later, March 23rd, uh, the order from North Andover Health Department went out. All barbershops and salons have to close. And on the letter, it said, for the duration of the state of emergency. And I thought, wow, that's a long time. Sure. So um, that's when it all really sank in. And that's when some of the barbers thought, like, wow, it would have been nice to have that last week. Right. <laughs> if we had right. stayed open. But it just, it wasn't safe. And, and we thought we made the right decision, and I still think we did, but, but now it's 10 weeks. So how was it telling, uh, you know, you and Jenna spent a lot of time on this, and, and remember, uh, that Saturday night, the Sunday night that the governor and the mayor of Boston came out with this was because of how crazy the bars and restaurants were that Saturday night. I mean, I remember seeing videos saying, oh my God, like, yeah. who's even out? So it became an easy decision at that point in time, but 
How hard was it as, I mean, you employ a number of people. Uh, Andrew Buchel's my guy. Um, how was it talking to your, your employees? How did they take it? I mean, obviously some of them, you know, relied totally on your in, uh, their income from you. What was that like? It, it was really tough because, um, because you're basically saying to them, you can't work, right? And you can't make money and you can't, you know, possibly provide for your family. So um, they all were super supportive of the decision just because at that time it, it did look like, hey, th this is the right thing to do, to close. Um, and thinking it was only gonna be for two weeks, um, Jenna and I were able to put a couple envelopes together with just like a couple bucks, like, you know, grocery money almost, like for some of the barbers. And I think that helped them out sure. um, in a good way. And that's something that um, we were really happy to do. And then about a month in, we're like, geez, this, is, this doesn't look good. Right. Um, and uh, that's when we decided to do, and we'll talk about this later, but we did a, um, an online tip jar for the barbers. Because um, the way the barbershop works, and not to get too crazy into like sure. the business side of it, most salons and barbershops have um, independent contractors. So they're not technically employees of Restoration Barbershop, they're self-employed, they're 1099 employees, sure. right? So they couldn't log right on to unemployment and get unemployment. It took until April, um, I believe it was end of April to the pandemic unemployment to where a self-employed person could go and get unemployment. Now they ended up backdating it and you did get paid, but, um, but for you know, wow, eight six weeks, weeks yeah, or yeah. six weeks, it was, you weren't getting anything. Um, so, so people were able to help out on the website, which we'll talk about afterwards. Tell me a little bit about um, our town of North Andover, I think has been very responsive and obviously you, you got notice from our health department and everything. In terms of the health department or the, even any of the departments in North Andover, along with the Merchants Association, which is very a big group, very caring group, um, what kind of communication and everything did you get from those people? Were you satisfied with how people communicated to you about the needs your business and what has to happen so um i guess the short answer would be like yes the, the town's great they did they did everything they could i think in their defense we didn't know a ton and we weren't communicated a ton of of what we would need to do moving forward because i don't think they knew right i don't think anyone knew i think like the the, the bigger government is playing everything so close that they didn't know hey, when you do reopen, you're gonna to need to do this, this, and this. It kind of was almost common sense. So I had been like acquiring some masks and gloves and hand sanitizer and stuff that I thought I would need, but um, they didn't really communicate too much of that. What they did do as a town, um, and it was actually huge, like we have a great, um, a great state senator, um, uh, Diana DiZoglio, yep. and a state rep, Christina Minacucci, they were so responsive in the beginning, like unbelievable, like phone conversations, like for like time that I thought they didn't have, like with me, a barbershop owner, just communicating to me the different help that was out there. And then um, Christina and I believe Diana too, but they were able to get with the town of North Andover and they did a grant program sure. for a few businesses. Um, and there were some guidelines, you know, brick and mortar businesses and, and um, what they ended up doing was pay a month's rent, which was huge. At the time, um, they asked for a W-9 from the landlord. We checked our online account with the landlord. The month of May was paid. That was like literally a weight lifted just 
that amount of money that we would have had to come up with that we didn't sure. you know we weren't making any money so that the fact that the town did that was huge yeah i mean i think it's it's true even the federal government the information down to the states and the states down to the communities and the communities down there's still i mean the, the uncertainty word you use is right i mean i think we're learning as we go here um and i don't think pandemics are necessarily going to disappear i think we're going to be better to prepare this stuff in the future um but i'm glad that there's been some really good help and i you know can't say enough about our town government as well as our legislation group um and you mentioned christina and diana you know obviously great with our community community and, and everybody else. So um, let's get into a little bit about, um, I was supposed to have a haircut this week on Monday, <laughs> uh, Tuesday after Governor um, uh, was going to open up the state. And um, obviously, uh, you're not part of the first week opening. So I quickly went to your online thing and made sure I had an appointment for this coming week. Um, and I've been joking with Anthony. I've been posting a picture of this, uh, the lineup of people that will be out front of restoration. And it's a comical picture of like thousands of people weaving through these ropes and everything on how they're going to get in there. And uh, But you are planning to open next week. You can open as early as Monday. Um, I know it's a holiday, but you know most businesses will probably get going. Tell me a little bit about, for you personally at restoration, restoration what's it going to be like coming to get a haircut at restoration and talk a little bit about like what are those problems what are what are businesses not just restoration what are they going to need to provide you know the ppes and everything else we talk about talk a little bit about the stresses that go along with that and and i guess tell me what it's going to be like for me to get a haircut next tuesday sure so so first i'll just say um everything has to be in place for you to be able to open there was a, there was a state guideline that they have posted on the, on the state website and if you don't have x y and z you can't open so um given the notice of a week and like i said a lot of it was common sense so i had been tr trying to prepare um but given a week's notice when they announced you know you have to wear gloves and change them for every haircut times six barbers um to try to get gloves right now it's crazy sure they're they're sold out everywhere they're way more expensive than they should be um we have to provide masks if people don't have them and to get masks right now that's like super expensive um we're supposed to use disposable barber capes uh for one for every client and the barber has to wear like a almost a surgical gown like a disposable smock for every haircut mm -hmm. so like all this ppe adds up right and and we also reduced our, our, or extended our appointment times to be able to like, first of all, cut all your hair because mm. your hair is, is way overdue yep. and to clean in between all the, every client. And I'll go into the procedure in a second, but that, um, all of that makes running your business a lot harder, almost harder than being closed. It, it's really gonna be tough to keep up with it to make sure we don't run out of anything. Sure. Like what if we ran out of gloves and, and, and um, had to close down for a week just because we don't have gloves? It's, it's really tough. Um, but for your haircut, it's gonna look like, um, and, and again, when you go to effect on small business, um, we have a really cool shop, I think. I, I love Absolutely. it. I, I think it came out great. We have a really cool waiting room that we can't use. Right. <laughs> so there'll be nobody in the waiting room. All the chairs are gone. There's no, <laughs> it's just like an empty space. Um, you'll make your appointment online, which I really do think we were ahead of it a little bit Absolutely. with online booking because now all barbershops are required to do appointment only, no walk-ins. 
because they don't want the clogging of people in waiting rooms and like a line of people outside like because that's obviously not social distancing so we have the online booking the first week is already almost completely booked with all the barbers which is great our chairs we're really lucky we're already seven feet apart in every direction um so you're sitting um from the other guy in the chair it's actually eight feet and the guy behind you and when the other barber is on that side of the chair cutting that guy's hair he's technically at six feet from you but he's facing the other way because he's cutting the guy's hair so um we didn't have to rearrange but think about some salons or barber shops um restaurants that have their tables close together or or stations at at a salon that were close together they either have to buy plexiglass to put up or move their stations and reduce their their amount of business they can do um so it's really a huge effect but you'll uh you'll pull up for your appointment you'll wait outside in your car we will um you're actually first (laughs) because you've been on top of the booking (laughs) but let's say you were second right andrew's cutting a guy's hair he finishes that haircut he's going to like he always does he's going to disinfect all his tools so barbers use a certain spray that is, um, it's a disinfectant spray that we use on our clippers. There's a little bit of oil in it, so it oils your clippers at the same time. We use a different disinfectant spray to spray down our scissors and stuff like that. And then our combs go into barbicide, which is a disinfectant, okay? Right. We've now added, and I was able to get a gallon of um, this concentrated hospital disinfectant. And that was really hard to find too. But the gallon makes about 30 gallons because it's concentrated. We put it in a spray bottle and it's on like a fine mist. And we are misting like the whole area, the entire station. It'll fall down all over everything. The whole chair all around that whole area gets disinfected. um, And it has to sit for two minutes. So once he does all that, he'll go over. Uh, ring the guy up at the register. We, we're still going to be cash only. We're, we're encouraging people to bring exact change. Sure. Um, and we have hand sanitizer at the door. Um, so when he calls you, hey, Rick, I'm ready. Everything's clean. The other guy's gone. You'll come in the door. You'll hit a pump of hand sanitizer right at the door, which we were able to get a, a dispenser with some refills. Um, once it runs out, I, I have a, just a regular pump bottle, but, sure. um, you'll sanitize your hands. You'll be sure that Andrew's completely sanitized and his whole place is disinfected, all his tools and his whole area. You'll come, you'll sit right down. You'll have a mask on. Andrew will have a mask on. Andrew will have eyeglasses, uh, like a, uh, eye protection sure. and he'll have gloves on and, uh, he'll cut your hair with the mask. And uh, I'm thinking what will happen is you'll leave your mask on for the whole haircut. And I was actually talking to a nurse at the Brigham and she was saying the way to properly do it would be get your haircut. And when you need to do your ear, you hold like the corner of your mask to your face and unloop your ear with the other finger so that you're pinching your mask to your face. The ear loop is off so that we can just finish around your mm, ear, okay. then put that ear loop back, do the other side no beard trims um and no eyebrow trimming which we yep. just sometimes just like glaze over your eyebrows um so that's yeah, what it's gonna look like and yeah. um longer appointment times obviously just to like be able to cut all the hair but also to clean um and then 
that's it. I was joking uh, with Andrew. Um, Andrew's a new barber, and I, I recommend him highly. Andrew Buchel, one of my former kids here, and actually Anthony's brother-in-law, and he's a new barber and doing a great job. Yep. But as a new barber, he's not as fast as Anthony Sideri. Um, so I, it, I, I joke that I'll probably be in the chair longer than most people <laughs> will, but um, and not to put any pressure on Andrew, but uh, really looking forward to it. I don't have a ton of hair, but the hair I have is a mess over the last uh, two and a half months or whatever. So I'm uh, really looking forward to that. All right, let's switch gears here a little bit. What have you learned about yourself personally about the pandemic? And what have you learned about our community of North Andover during this time? Yep, so um, so part of, part of um, my drug awareness talk is, um, is in recovery, trying to be the best version of myself at all times, trying to work as hard as I can at all times to do whatever it takes, right? And early on in recovery, you do whatever it takes to stay clean and sober, right? During this, I sent a message out to all the barbers and I said, guys, not every business is gonna make it through this, but I can 100% guarantee you Restoration Barbershop will make it through this because I'm not gonna let it fail. I'm gonna do everything it takes to keep it in business. And I think I just learned that, um, that mental toughness is a huge part of, first of all, just being the best version of yourself and being a good business owner. And because and, um, it would have been really easy to just roll over and say, that's it. Well, how, how can I stay open? It's, you know, you sure. can't be closed that long. Um, and about the community, I really have to, to express gratitude. And we talked about this last week. Like, I really want to have a second to like, just how amazing our community is. And we've always known it, right? right. It's not like it's a, it's a surprise, but we were talking about a guy earlier that wanted to stay anonymous that, and, and when I say day one, day one, he called and said, Hey, what can I do for your barbers? It was the first thing out of his mouth. What can I do for your barbers? And I said, um, well, we don't really know yet like what it even looks like. It was, it was day one, but like, thanks for the call. Let's talk and let's get something going. He started to go fund me and like, you know, gave you a ton of money, gave us sure. some money. It's, it's, it was amazing. Um, and that's one person that has happened. I'm not even joking a thousand times. The messages that we're getting from people Hey, can I pay for my haircut that I didn't come to? Hey, do you have Venmo? Hey, do you have PayPal? Hey, can I do this? Can I do that? Do you guys need anything? Are you safe? Like my phone has been the whole time, just like incredible, especially early on from people that you wouldn't even expect sometimes. Just like the people that care about others in this community is huge. Um, and for the town itself to pay that one month's rent was amazing, like huge help. So what we did for our barbers, and, and for me, um, to stay alive, we sold gift cards online, right? Mm -hmm. So um, we, we set up a website, you know, that had e-merchant um, e account so that you could go on, put your credit card in and buy, buy a, um, a gift card right there. And just a small side note, like the effect of a small business, like that costs money too. Like it costs, it's, there's a fee sure. for every time someone swipes a card. There's a, there's a website fee for having the website. I had to print out gift cards to mail to people. You have to mail them to people. It's just like, there's so many small costs in running a business um, that's hard to see from the outside. It's just like, you know, everything costs money. And it's, sure. it, you know, so, but we got that going um, and we posted it on Facebook. And Facebook's a huge tool for us and Instagram. And we said, hey, we're selling gift cards online. Um, 
go on and buy some future haircuts to help us out now. The website, I don't know how it didn't crash. People were flooding the thing, buying gift cards, and we did a virtual tip jar. So this was something, this was our way of getting some money for the barbers while we're closed. Sure. Aside from a gift card. Because the gift cards are all gonna come back, right? So I owe all that money back to the people that bought the gift cards and I'm happy to, I'm happy to give the haircuts because they gave us money when we were closed. Right. So that's like, that's the way gift cards work. The virtual tip jar we wrote right on the website, 100% of this money goes to the pockets of the out of work barbers. So we have six out of work barbers, not including myself, I'd be the seventh. Mm -hmm. So the, the six barbers that were out of work, we, we ended up splitting up the money between them, but the virtual tip jar, when you were buying your gift card, you could click $20, $10 or $5, and you could even adjust the amount. So you could buy five $20 tips. The amount of virtual tips we got from people just to go into the pockets of the barbers blew us away. And I noticed it as the orders were rolling in, like 20 here, 40 here, 60 here, 100 here. One family gave $300, only tips. They didn't buy any gift cards. Like stuff like that, all the way down to like 50 people doing $5 is $250. It's like, it, it adds up like, you know, it's amazing. So what happened with, um, with the virtual tip jar is we got all the money, uh, the e-merchant the e account holds it for a few weeks, but we were able to add it all up. We printed every order out, we highlighted all the tips, we added it all up and the barbers were blown away. Every barber that we gave the money to, um, they all had the same comment. Wow, I thought it was gonna be like 50 or 100 bucks each. It, it ended up being a good amount of money that, that got them through this time and that's all the community. It's the people that come to the shop and, and the generosity was like beyond. So my favorite movie of all time, It's a Wonderful Life. And uh, I'm getting chills kind of even hearing your, you tell this story because um, in a lot of ways, you, you're George Bailey, right? I mean, people have appreciated your business. And again, this is happening in a lot of our businesses in town. People are just really caring about them. But the fact that the, the town had no problem, your, your patrons had no problem coming down to help you out because obviously they do appreciate you. And it tells big, just like in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life with all the people that come to give George what whatever money they can give. Um, it kind of tells you what type of community we actually have. Absolutely, it's, it's amazing. Um, and the gratitude we have for that is, is, is huge. And, and, um, and the gift card sales, not to mention, the gift card sales were enough like for, for me to keep operating the business account the way that we would. And, and, and gift cards do affect your cash flow moving forward, right? Because let's say, Everybody in a day that gets a haircut all brings a gift card. Well, that day there's no, but you did get it before. So if I budget that out correctly, um, it works. And um, it's, it's such a cool thing to see that the, the amount of people that went on and did it. Unbelievable. Some people every week, like every week they just kept going on $20, $20. It's like, wow. That's awesome. Amazing. 
That's yeah. awesome. Now, you and I talked, um, you know, one of the greatest things that's happened in town here is the whole buildup of the mill area, the restaurants, the small stores, the barbers like yourself, Stachy's Pizza, Jamie's, etc. Um, and I love going down there. I love being a patron down there and the hustle and bustle. And seeing the way it's been the last 10 weeks has been very sad. You know, I've, I've driven down there pretty much every day. And we're starting to see some business come back, some of the smaller businesses that are allowed to come back. And, and I think next week we're going to see a little more of a hustle bustle down there. But as we close this podcast, I'd like you to kind of give maybe some encouraging words or a message to your fellow small businesses in town um, because we're embarking on what we call the new day, the new normal, call it whatever you want, um, but we're never going to be the same as we were before. There's just going to be many changes, even if we find a vaccine there. You know, me and you giving a hug and a handshake, that's, that stuff may never happen again, unfortunately, but what's your message to all of the small businesses in North Andover? So I think, um, I think this is this piggybacks right off the community um, talking about how good the community is because and and nothing against any other community but I think ours is the best I think we have the best people and the best sense of community that you can have so for the business owners out there um, and I just happen to know too like you know almost every family we talk to and you just talked about it you went and got a pizza somewhere that you normally wouldn't have just to help them out and and people think of these businesses and say oh i'm gonna go here tonight i'm gonna go there tomorrow and i'm gonna help this guy this night and and it's almost like no businesses in town were ever forgotten during this right because there was always somebody thinking about them that's going to be magnified by a thousand percent when you reopen because everybody was waiting for businesses to reopen to then support them even more right Mm -hmm. It was hard to support during this time some businesses because you couldn't like I couldn't do takeout haircuts like so, uh, but with the gift cards people were huge supporters. So, I think for the for the businesses in town, be confident that we have the best community around and that nobody in this community is going to let the businesses fail. They they're just not. They're going to support it, and especially if we publicly can announce if a business is struggling, one Facebook post can change that. One Facebook post could get thousands of people to say oh yeah that's right the tailor downtown i totally forgot like there were some small businesses that we really we we almost forgot until they we got a quick mention oh the tailor of course sure. buy some masks do this do that like like his business and just just real quick he's he's a tailor it's it's a it's a dying art right i mean they're, right. they're not a ton of them prom season and wedding season and graduation is his, his biggest big time, time of the yeah. year. I didn't even I didn't even think of it. It just wasn't it didn't cross my mind until someone had mentioned it and I'm like, "Oh yeah." So if you feel forgotten as a business owner, if you feel like you might be failing, this community won't let it happen. I I I'm really confident in that. Unbelievably well said, and I totally agree. Uh, We're going to let Anthony start his business up next week, and we're wishing him all the best of luck, and we're wishing all of the business that will start to open, not just next week, but probably in the next month or so as we get into the governor's phase two, phase three, and phase four. And uh, we we long for the time that maybe we can have a meal at Jamie's. It'll it'll be a different setup, obviously, but um, we're longing for the time that we can get back to that normalcy. Once we do get back to that, Anthony and I have not 
for God and our pledge to the community uh, that we would continue a, a, a ongoing podcast around addiction and helping our kids that are dealing with addiction and our young adults. So I promise you when Anthony gets back to normal and we get back to normal here at the youth center, uh, we will pick up where we forgot left off on that. So I want to thank you, Anthony, for coming in. You know, you know how much I love you and all the work that you do. And um, I am looking forward to my haircut next week. <laughs> so I will see you next week. But thanks again for coming on the Youth Center podcast. Thanks for having me, Rick. This was awesome. And, um, and, and just real quick about the podcast. Every morning I'm exercising in the garage and I, I was a little bit ahead of it. I've had a garage gym for a long time, but um, I put the podcast on and it's been, it's, it's really been cool just to hear your voice throughout it, just to hear like that it is still normal. It's still, you're still in here and it's funny to be here today. The place is completely empty. All the lights are off because we're not walking around and it's sure. like, uh, but you're still doing it. So it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of the goal. We wanted to try to have some sense of normalcy and not that my voice is the voice of North Andover, but we wanted to try to be as normal as we possibly could in very not normal times. So uh, thank you for saying that. So uh, that wraps up this week's podcast and uh, we will be having a podcast very shortly on what we're hoping to have a somewhat normal summer. So we'll keep in touch on that. And as we finish every podcast, we always say too much passion is never enough passion.